you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And I'm just going to ask how your week has been because we've both been off all week. So it's been more than just a weekend. I have been enjoying um, my time off. Mm-hmm. I go back on the second and I'm trying to mentally prepare for that. <laughs> but it's <laughs> At least it's a rough. Thursday. I know. Like just a Thursday to Friday. Yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be rough. <laughs> All I know is, and I'm not looking forward to the 30,000, how's your time off? How's your time off? How's your time off? How's your time off? Because one, you don't really care about my time off. <laughs> I don't care about your time off. <laughs> and when I just get back to work and I have to like unpack 30,000 emails, mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing all that. Like I just want to get in and get situated. I don't want to do all the conversation like let's talk the week after yeah but anyway i've been enjoying my time off i've been spending a lot of time with family um spending some time at home i've been reading mm-hmm. and i finished my goals sleeping it's been uh i feel like a balanced time mm-hmm. off that's good that's a good way to have it um I was in Miami, as y'all know, so I was with my immediate family for most of the week. Um, We had good times, saw some stuff, and had fun activities. We went to Candytopia in Miami. I'm going to the one in Philly in two weeks. Um, But that was cute. If y'all got kids, definitely take your kids there. I mean, it was cute as an adult, but um, I can definitely see how it's like a blast and a blast for kids. Um... But yeah, I had a good time. Other than that, um, since I've been back, I've been with Shanae. I came over and spent some time with Shanae last night and went to brunch with her this morning, unpacked. Um, while I was away, I did start to write some of my goals. I need to finish um, tomorrow. Um, I did do a little of work, but like not work for clients, like work for me to progress myself. Um, throughout the week, but, like, I didn't feel pressure to do anything, so, it was, you know, a pretty chill week, um, binged Netflix shows that, one of which we'll come back to later, um, but, yeah, pretty good little holiday week there, um, so, Shanae, I know we're just gonna kind of, we're gonna hit the highlights, this is our last episode of the year mm-hmm. um so we're not gonna like go as deep into media as we typically do because we want this to be a light reflective enjoyable episode um so there are some um highlights in media that Shanae wants to hit on so um really is it weird that I literally forgot <laughs> wait we just talked about we this. did um Okay, hold on, hold on, y'all. One is that we're still predicting that Rihanna will drop her album. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> a, a quick moment, y'all. One is about Rihanna, who claims we were getting music, new music, in 2019. We are days away from 
2019 ending. So it's either like one of two things. We're not getting it in 2019. Mm-hmm. Or since she has been trolling us <laughs> last week, my a lot of us feel like it'll be like literally like New Year's. The yes. last moment she could possibly yes. do it, she I will. literally think it's going to be New Year's Eve. I think me and Shanae are going to be driving in. Because just like with Coachella, I think Cardi dropped her album when we was on the way to Coachella and we listened to it driving there. I think it's going to be the same for Rihanna. We're going to be listening to it in my car, driving, because she will drop it at the very last moment. That's how I think it's going to happen. I don't know why she thinks it's funny to troll. <laughs> um, But, yeah. I just, we just, we just want the album. <laughs> we just want the album. I don't think all of us, you know, as, as much as we love a visual, we don't have to have the visual. <laughs> We really, visuals, we really just want you to drop it. Just put it out there. Okay? All right. My second one I'm bringing up really soon as a, I wonder as the years progress what will happen. Juicy J tweeted, if I inspire to do any, if I inspire anybody to do drugs, I apologize. Now, the past few weeks, I think especially with the rapper, uh, Juice, Juice World mm-hmm. passing away. I feel like there's been more conversation about, and and let's be clear, there's always been more con- there's always been conversation about the influence of uh, musical acts. But mm-hmm. I feel like I saw more of a concentrated conversation around the influence that rappers have, and mm-hmm. as they you know rap about drug use, drug dealing, etc. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's been more. Um, it kind of seems like there's a little bit more accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, you had Meek Mills sit down in an interview and talk about his experience with mm-hmm. drugs and his and his mind being like, I want to be better. H- how can I do this? And I'm still doing all these pills. He even said, even with the beef with Drake, mm-hmm. he don't even really know. Like, he, he says he can't really recall what even set him off. Mm-hmm. He just know he was high. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing that more and more of artists, um, particularly like rap artists, come mm-hmm. out and share their experience or, you know, Juicy J apologize for his influence. Mm-hmm. It made me wonder what in the hip hop world do we feel like there'll be more accountability and do we feel like people will, do we feel like artists may be more particular in what they rap about? And mm-hmm. a lot of times for male rappers, not all of course, a lot is about drug use, mm-hmm. drug dealing. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, just curious to see where music will go. Yeah. And I definitely think like, <clears throat> it was always about drug dealing, don't get me wrong, but I do think it took a turn to like, pill popping. Like before it yeah. was like, we, like it was like certain thing. And then it just like switched to like, Molly Percocet. And it's like, whoa, wh- and, how did know, we get here? And, like, yeah. <laughs> so... I, I think and then they be taking perks and then lean and it's like yeah you're just trying to die right exactly and so I think it's now they noticing like okay we may have taken this too far um we need to reel it back a little bit because like we telling people to combine different stuff and we combine different stuff and you know we just are all over the place so I do appreciate them like kind of thinking twice about uh what they're preaching and what right. they're what they themselves are doing because that's important too like even within the industry how y'all are you know using and abusing drugs that is very important too not just how they're influencing others so right anyway that was just something i thought was interesting moving on 
this kind of goes into TV. Um, but we both watched the Kevin Hart documentary on mm-hmm. Netflix. They were like 30-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think I watched it Friday night. I wasn't doing anything once I got home from dinner, and I just watched all of them back to back. Yeah. Um, and, like, I feel like you had more opinions than I did. I This is what I'll say from it. One, I feel like they chose to market the Oscar mayhem mm-hmm. more. So when I first announced that there was going to be a documentary, I was like, please tell me that when this stuff hit the fan, someone was like, let's call and get a document. You know what I mean? Like, my first thought was, please tell me you didn't go out your way to document this foolishness. Mm-hmm. However, with, if you watched it, and some of it's a spoiler alert, so if you're interested, you just have to watch. <laughs> but if you watch it, the Oscar situation isn't even addressed to the last episode Mm -hmm. and it's backdated prior to that so as we know he had a multi-project deal with netflix clearly this was one of the deals this Mm -hmm. was going to be one of the projects was this documentary about him Mm -hmm. and then as he was recording because if you look it says season one so this is a thing that may continue Mm -hmm. and there was a lot more discussed then you got to that. So I felt like it happened and the camera was already rolling and of course it's documented. So that slightly made me feel better because I felt like I know you're not like... Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, there are a few things. I felt like I didn't necessarily learn anything new about him. Mm-hmm. Just from his jokes and seeing him on interviews and things like that. He's always been pretty transparent with how he got to where he is, his relationship with his parents, his brother, you know, his children's mother, mm-hmm. his wife... The, I think, um, you know, I think what you saw out of this one is, one, you got to hear his wife speak because you don't really hear her speak. You see them together in this way that we don't really, we don't see them like that outside right. of, like, his social media or her social media. Right. So you kind of see their interaction, mm-hmm. their interaction as a family. Now, this is when I'm going to go into the stuff that I thought was <laughs> BS. One, when his wife said that, she was kind of glad he cheated because it made him a better man. Sis, no. There are a lot of other ways to become a better man. And if you feel that way, if you literally feel like, you know what, ultimately I'm glad it happened, hey, if that helps you, sis, to move on. But for me, no. You cheated on me. You know, you got extorted in the matter, so then you was stupid when you did it. And... I have to, then I'm publicly embarrassed. I'm also pregnant with your child at the time. I don't care how much you changed after the fact. I am not grateful for that. Mm. I am not happy for that. I'm right. not glad that happened. Right. Because there are other ways to grow than for hurting me Facts. and making me feel nutty while I am carrying your child. Yeah. So that was one area I was like, no, sis, <laughs> I, I cannot relate. Yeah. Then the other thing I felt like, I don't know what he wanted to come from this. I think he is a hardworking person. I don't think anyone would disagree with him. Mm -hmm. There's not something I didn't know about him. But I also felt like throughout the documentary, I felt like he had a level of arrogance that was annoying to me. There are moments where I was like, all right. (laughs) There are moments where I just felt like, okay. And so I don't know if... I'm sure that's not what him or his team wanted people to step away with, but I actually kind of stepped away with like, he's like arrogant in a way Mm -hmm. that was slightly annoying as I watched it. Uh-huh. Um, and then as for the Oscar situation, to me, it didn't make me see him in another light. It just made me feel like 
this is a part of the me thinking he's arrogant. Mm-hmm. He thinks he knows it all, and that and that even Oscar the people thing, that he's hired to be an expert that proves in there. that proves that he just thinks he knows best because yeah. everyone around him, his friends, his wife, his colleagues, all felt like he handled that poorly. Yep. they all told him what he needed to do. Specifically, like his publicist, who specifically that's what they do. She's pay- he's paying she, her to do this, right? She and is still letting him know that. That's you can't do that. It has to be this way. It needs to be this way. He has his friend like 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 I watched the episode like so literally every single human being around you personally and professionally mm-hmm. told you not to do that. Mm-hmm. Felt like you did it wrong and that you just kept doing it wrong. Right. And you just doubled down and kept going. And essentially smacked them. I don't want to say smacked them in the face, but kind of did because it's like you employ them. So by not following their advice, which you've hired them to get their advice, you put their job at risk. Because, like, granted, he's still getting hired, he's still doing shows, blah, blah, but if the result which was much worse and he was not getting hired, he would have had to cut back on staff, and it would have affected them. I think because he felt like people liked him so much, I think he doubled down because he's like, people will get over it. And it's like, they didn't. (laughs) They didn't get over it. Right. They didn't. Yeah. And then you also saw like some him talking with his team on his team. Um, she's a, a lesbian mm-hmm. and she talked about how this impacts her. Mm-hmm. And it's like you like you just. So for me watching it, I just was like, I thought it was interesting. Like, I don't regret watching it, right. but I, ne- I didn't necessarily walk away thinking any more of him. Mm-hmm. I actually thought he's a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also felt like him and his wife's energy was different. No judgment. I don't know their relationship, but sometimes that when they were on the camera together, I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Right. They just seem like homies. Yeah, they don't. I don't see the love. Now but, they may just not be affectionate people. Cool. And that but, just may be that thing. They do this. They do that like fighting, bickering thing. Which you know I'm all about, but which <laughs> I mean I've done that with mates, so I yeah. get it. They have their own language, but I was watching. I was like. That's interesting how they act towards mm-hmm. each other. You know, no judgment. And generally no judgment, because I don't know them. Right. I think... But I, that was just my perspective. I walked away definitely thinking less of him, um, which I can almost guarantee was not his goal. Um, but I think in different scenarios throughout um, the series, it was just like, y'all should have and could have presented this better if you really wanted me to think you know, anything positive about you. Um, so, like, starting with the, him cheating, it all was focused on um, his friend betraying him. Like, literally, it was like, oh, yeah, I cheated. But then, like, that was, the, him cheating was not the focus of it. Now, um, could he, him and his wife made an agreement, like, we're not going in depth about why you actually cheated. They may have. And if, if that is the case, cool. Actually honor your wife in this instance. Fine, stick right. with that. But even what they did decide to portray still to me made it seem like he was not shoot. He was not taking responsibility for what he did. And to me it's like if you're not gonna take responsibility for it, then don't talk about it. I don't wanna hear it. Um and so I just felt like I honestly felt like he tried to play the victim, which I won't say that he was not the victim because his friend did betray him. However, he cheated. His wife, in that instance, was the victim. 
Um, and he wouldn't have been in a situation where he could have been extorted. Right. If he wasn't sticking his swan where it didn't belong. Right. And he was like, well, it's because my homies wasn't there. That I was don't want to be in a relationship with someone that can only behave when their homies are there. Now, can I appreciate someone that has friends that will check them? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but do I want to only feel like my man is, you know, keeping his stuff to himself when the right friends are there? No, I want to still be able to trust you when you by yourself, when you around negative influences, because believe me, I'm sure there are many more negative influences in the industry. So that's not going to be the only time he's around a negative influence. I want to be able to trust you regardless. And I don't think that he portrayed himself in a sense that he can now be trusted regardless. He basically was like, it's because the right people wasn't around me. I'm like, okay, sir, bye. Um, So that whole thing, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I do wonder how, because I think the guy that was his friend that, you know, is no longer his friend, no longer his team that extorted him, um, I do wonder how his career is going. Because um, I think he's married to an actress, um, but... So, yeah, I don't know. You know, of course, we haven't heard from him. But, um, again, similar to what Shanae said, I just realized how prideful he was. and He definitely has a large ego. Yes, and I think maybe it made him more human to me. I don't know. But it's just, like, even him, when he was talking to his wife about, like, him not being home as often, and he's, like, using the excuse of, like, don't you want to keep this life? Like, let's be real. You are rich. Um, if you play your cards right, you don't have to work a day in your life and your Certainly kids will be fine. Certainly not that hard. Right. Your kids will be fine. So don't say, don't you want to keep this life as an excuse for you to not um, uphold your obligations as a husband and a father. Um, because that's not an excuse. Now, can you say, you know, I just want to achieve these goals. I want to reach this point. So I'm going to keep hustling. Yes, but don't say that you are trying not to sacrifice their livelihood. Like, that's just an excuse. Don't say that. That's bullcrap. Um, and so I realized how prideful he is. And, like, even when he was talking to Chappelle, like, he cut him off. And, like, it's like he only wanted to hear himself talk. Mm. And it was shown in the last episode with the Oscars thing because he only wanted to hear himself. He wasn't listening to anyone, even the people that he pays to give this advice. He didn't want to listen. He only wanted to hear himself. He knew he was right. He No one can tell him anything. He just knew he was right. Um, And it took so much for him to realize that, oh, I could have handled this better. Like, yes, you idiot. We've been, like, everybody's been telling you that you could have handled this better. Do we think you have grown the last 10 years? Absolutely. I don't think anyone is that follows him is ignorant to that. However, the audience of the Oscars is not just made up of people that follow you. So, yes, you do have to go about this a little bit differently because you're speaking to people that they don't, they may not give a F about you. So, all in all... I mean, I don't regret watching it, but it definitely makes me think a little less of him. And it that could be a good thing because it could just humanize him more and make me realize he has a lot more fl- faults than I realized before. Um, and that he may need to add a therapist to the day one team because I, I just think he has still a lot of things to work through. Um, but... I don't. I don't regret watching it. It was. It took three hours of my life. It's fine. I've wasted three hours of my life on worse. I um, thought it was still entertaining. Like I was entertained by it. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, you're a little arrogant, isn't he? Yeah. So, no. Keep no. doing your thug fizzle. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So that's all for media. But we did have a question of the week. 
as I pull it up quickly. Okay. So our question was, would you rather have holiday decorations up all year or never be able to put them up again? And so, uh, let's see. Ryan still said never be able to put them up again. Mm. Um, Africa Wilkins says the same because she wants to save her coin. Mm. Um, oh, snap. Ash is here, too, said never be able to put them mm. up. Felicia LaShawn, never be able to put them up. Mm. Um, what, what I'll do with my life said um, she would keep them up Thank 365. You, Thank you, girl. Headshock1906 said all year. Don't have to prepare if it's already done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, green Tea and Lemonade said, I will put up holiday holiday decorations all year. I don't mind Christmas. Come anymore. on, sis. <laughs> you guys are on the nice list. <laughs> the rest of you on the naughty. I would leave up Christmas decorations all year long. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, my tree typically don't come down to the beginning of February, so <laughs> what else? Um, I definitely would put them up all year. I didn't understand the saving coins unless you're coming from a perspective of like you keeping the lights, the Christmas lights on all year. And I mean, maybe more. just buying decorations. But you don't gotta buy nothing extra if you keeping them up all year. I guess, but if you don't have them up at all, you don't have to buy them in the first place. Oh, like okay. the core cost money was gotcha. my assumption. The initial, okay, okay. The reef, the lights. Got you. Gotcha. Whatever you're decorating, yeah. it costs money to buy. I guess I was coming from the perspective of, like, you already got the ish. <laughs> like, so why not just leave it up all year? Sometimes Plus, you like to switch it up. Yeah. Plus, like, I know people that definitely do actually keep lights around the house up all year so they don't have to take them down and put them up. Because that is a hassle. I did that once before. Like, we, my family literally only did that once because it's a hassle. Um... And, like, even at off- in our office, we decorated with lights on our ceilings one year. And some people just kept them up in their office because they like how they look. So it's just easier to leave them up. Um, I know people that, like, have a Christmas tree and they will, this does cost extra money, but they decorate it based on, like, the upcoming holiday. So after Christmas, then it switches to what's next. I guess Valentine's Day. Like, they do a little theme on the tree according I've to seen that whatever before. holiday is coming next, which I think that's really cute. Um, so yeah, I would just leave them up all year, um, instead of never decorating again. Um, so as I mentioned, y'all, this is our last episode of the year, so it's very much a reflective episode, so we're gonna just talk about some of the things from this year. I do have, you know, some questions just in case, um, we need inspiration to think back about our year, and we did have a video, a seven chat this past week where we talked a little bit. Um, about some of our highlights of the decade, but um, today we're just going to talk about the year all in all. So, Shanae, if you had to, like, let's say 20, 30, 40 years in the future, you got grandkids, and they want to know a highlight about this year, what would it be? That's that's not even realistic. <laughs> What's the highlight you had for this year? Dang. <laughs> Why not just say that? <laughs> This scenario isn't realistic. Why would my grandchildren say randomly in 2019, Grandma? Because they, well, I can understand why they would ask that question because it could be like you meet your man next year. And they're like, well, what was your life before, Grandma? And they want to know about the last year of you being single. No one's asking about that. I, I see just trying to do it like, no. <laughs> I see just trying to do it like, no. No, grand. What was your life before, Grandpa? No. I think that's a natural question. But. I never, I never asked. 
I just don't see my kids asking. Okay. Or my grandkids. Okay. You just have to say. I've asked my parents that. But... What was your life before you met? Yes. I just don't. I guess for me, just a side note, because we're going off a tangent already. <laughs> to me, I don't feel like there should be such a huge adjustment between before you meet your person and after. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I was asked, what were you doing before you got your mate? What I'm doing if I have my mate. I, I work, <laughs> I travel, I spend time with family and friends, I do mm-hmm. this, I do that. Now that I have a mate, I just have someone to hump when I'm in the mood. <laughs> well, I don't think everyone's life stays as consistent once you know they get I mean? in a relationship. I, I feel me, to me, that question is more uh, prevalent. I feel like if it was like, what was your life before kids? I assume kids is a big adjustment. Mm-hmm. But like, what was your life before you had a consistent Negro in your life? <laughs> pretty pretty the same and afterwards hopefully i save a little money you know what i mean like what's my life post negro hopefully i'm saving some money because he's spending money on me oh my god second of all you know i'm getting laid as often as i desire you know what i mean companionship you know a different type of companionship because i have companionship but that's kind of it you feel me you know, well, you've talked about your mom's dating life before she met your dad, though. My mom didn't really date. I know, but you talked about the little bit that she did, though. But but here's the thing. My mother's life did not change when she met him. She was just with him. She still was, she still was calling. She was still <laughs> was doing her thug thizzle. That's what I'm saying. Like, the man, to me, or woman, she didn't change things up for so much. I think kids, kids, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just getting a mate, what was your life? It should be the same. Outside of maybe enhancements in a certain area. Mm-hmm. For me, saving money. <laughs> getting laid on the regular. That's all I can think of. Well, I know for me, when I'm in a relationship, my life and my schedule is very different. Well, you're very scheduled. Obviously, I'm spending time with them. But I also believe in that I don't sacrifice my me time. Mm-hmm. So, like... That doesn't change when I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. She still wants her me time. Mm-hmm. Now, will it sec- when it changed when I have kids? Probably so. Right. But my me time for me don't change when I got a man. Mm-hmm. I still require me time. You know how I am now. <laughs> and for my future mind, spouse, he may be listening. <laughs> Every now and then, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> and that don't mean I don't love you. That don't mean I don't <laughs> like you. But the way I am, I feel like this is the Aquarius side of me where I get detached. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need a long time where we don't speak, where I don't see you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a day. Sometimes it's two. It's probably not more than two. Mm-hmm. And I still love you, but I need my me time. Mm-hmm. I even need me time for friends. Like, you may not hear from me for a couple of days. I'm having me time. Back to my highlight. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> At this time, everyone, I am looking at my journal. It's real cute, too. The top of 2019, I saw something on Facebook or something Mm -hmm. where they said document moments of joy, Mm -hmm. even if it's small, just like write it down. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of the year, when you're assessing your year, because we typically only think about the big things. Yeah. Now you just have this full sheet or a couple of pages of just moments of the year where you felt good. Or, like, joyful. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, one, I'm going to continue for 2020. Mm-hmm. So, when I look at this, let's see. Highlights for me this year. Therapy ended for me this year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I got an industry award this year. Yes, yes, yes. Um, my grandmother turned 80 this year. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing, and I feel like her and I have gotten, like, even closer. Hmm. I feel like I've reconnected with certain friends this year. Like, I'm literally just looking at the list. Mm-hmm. Here's a little, this is a random moment I want you to know I wrote down here. This is what it says. Sydney and I eating a cookie and laughing at my dining room table. Now the cookie is for adults only. You do the math. That's... I literally remember it, reading it. Never laughed so hard in my entire life. That was the hardiest laugh of 2019. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to die in 2019 from laughing. So I feel like stuff like that. I feel like... A couple of those things I listed that were, like, super big highlights. But, like, I have quite a bit. Little things and big things mm-hmm. of moments that I enjoyed this year. Okay. Um, my one highlight for the year, I think it is hard picking one. Um. Yeah, I couldn't do one. <laughs> um... I think my one highlight, and I probably have said this already, but I think my one highlight is going to Thailand. Um, part of it, I was nervous about like traveling that long, um, and it was it was a lovely trip. It's probably the best trip I've been on thus far, but you know more trips coming this year, so we'll see how it compares. Um, but if I had to pick one for this year, that would definitely be it. Um, but outside of that, like, and I've mentioned this before, but I've grown a lot in my career this year. So that has been amazing. I'm expecting continued growth there in the next year. Um, and just, you know, a lot of love, life and living and just friendship this year. So it's like, I've had a great I have I had a lot of great moments with all of my close friends this year, which have all just been splendid. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? All of your close friends. Oh Jesus. That's wonderful. <laughs> Shanae likes for me to specify my moments with her. <laughs> Outside don't, of guys, you. don't sometimes you just want to feel special. <laughs> don't sometimes you just want to feel independently special. That's all I be doing sometimes for sitting. <laughs> it's like, I should, I, I, yes, I'm more important. You know why? Because we're soulmates. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. And so sometimes I want you to highlight me as Blossom. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. I want you to highlight me as Blossom. I know you have a buttercup in your life. What's the other one? What's the green one's name? I don't know. Bubbles. Oh, yes, yes, Bubbles. Right, Blossom? You want me to Google it? <laughs> I believe Blossom's the red one. Who's the Who's the head, the head... Honcha. Head honcha of the, of the, uh, of the Powerpuff Girls. That's Blossom, right? <laughs> let's, 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 let's look that up real quick. But Blossom, Buttercup, and Bubbles sounds right because they all start with B. So that sounds like realistic. Blossom. Blossom. Okay, that's not what it's supposed to be. Power Puff Girls. 
Why is this taking so long to come up? Thank you. So, who in the cast? <laughs> yup. Blossom. Blossom. Okay. I want to be Blossom. You are Blossom. You feel me? And sometimes she treats me like I'm Bubbles. No, I don't treat you like you're Bubbles. It's just you treat us all like here's here's an example, y'all. She'll be like the Rugrats, but like I'm Tommy Pickles. <laughs> I get it. The but like when you think of the rug, who's leading the pack here? Tommy Pickles. Right. Right. But she always be talking about the Rugrats in there. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Give me my mention me. If I'm being general, Mench- I'm mention- not gonna say Tommy and the Rugrats. I like that. If though. I'm saying Blossom and the Purple, <laughs> see, see. I if I'm like talking that. about all my friends, I'm not doing that. I like that better. Oh my Jesus! Uh, just joshing you guys. <laughs> it's the end of the year. It's the last Sunday of 2019. It is. It feels like this year went by fast. It I don't did. care what anyone say. I feel like after you get out of college and you start like an adult job life, mm-hmm. the years go by Too way fast. faster yeah. than when like you're in school. Now I feel like an old person that'd be like, it's going by too fast. They growing up so fast. Well, I think it's the routine of it all yeah. that makes it go by fast. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yes, we take trips, you get some days off, but like we all at work. <laughs> and I think sometimes that to me, what makes it go by fast, but I feel like how are we already at another year? Mm-hmm. What new things did you discover about yourself this year? Um, that my empathy meter could actually go a little bit larger. Mm. There's professionally someone I dealt with <laughs> this year that took. I mean, it was it was frustrating to be in a situation where basically someone was bringing their personal issues to work Mm -hmm. and projecting big time onto you Mm -hmm. and trying to make it professional, like Mm -hmm. trying to get bosses involved, trying to like get me in trouble basically Mm -hmm. for some issues that are of her own. Mm -hmm. And it was really tough because part of me is like one ready to cuss the girl out, but then experiencing what I experienced and, and seeing that is way deeper than what, the surface level is most of the time it's never what the problem is it's always something else Mm -hmm. it really required me to expand and go to a level of understanding to give her a level of understanding that I've never given anyone Mm -hmm. and so I realized that wow you can give even more (laughs) empathy and understanding because there were moments y'all this year where I felt like I could have Mean girls, her right in that cafeteria scene. <laughs> oh my jeez! Just right over the table. I was so frustrated. So I definitely realized that I I can I can go deeper, and that situation has helped me throughout the year. Like even though I can think someone's wrong, I have an understanding of where they was coming from. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my I don't want to say rebuttal, but my response to them. It's still the same because you can't play with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely way nicer in my approach. Right. I think I'm kinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, y'all should be really lucky oh my God. that I'm kinder. <laughs> um, I think one of the major things I 
learned about myself this year and, you know, start off the year with a bang with this one is, like, to ask for what you want and stay on, and, like, stand on it. Because when you don't stand on it, they're going to show you this ain't what you want. Um... <laughs> I'm really y'all like, what is she talking about? Girl, and you was there. <laughs> but, um, so, and so, yes, I just, in, yes. In, in many avenues and in different areas of life this year, I have just learned to be very, like, just ask for what you want. Um, even in your career, ask for what you want. Sometimes you're not going to get what you want, but sometimes you will. Um, and even if you don't get what you want, negotiate. Um, but, I just learned to continue to ask for what I want and that I am deserving of the things that I want. Um, so I think I learned in that and grew in that a lot this year because it started off rough. <laughs> it was very rough. Um, let's see. Uh, what's the best news that you received this year? Uh, definitely my industry award. Mm-hmm. I was selected with, it's kind of like your Forbes, mm-hmm. Forbes type of list for my industry. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard on my application and, you know, for the past three years consistently, I've gotten an industry nod. Mm-hmm. So this year was like, I need this one to just keep going. Right. And this one is the biggest one I've received. Mm-hmm. This was like a global, like it's 20 people in the world, y'all. <laughs> and it's only three black girls mm-hmm. out of the 20. <laughs> no black men. Okay. So um, they can work on that diversity. <laughs> you know, it's weird because last year was very diverse. And I guess this year they was like, let's bring it back. Uh-uh. I don't know what they, I'm being honest. <laughs> last year was very, it was a very diverse of 20. Mm-hmm. This year I was like, where, where the color at? <laughs> Oh, okay. No, cause so somebody asked me they they was like, Is Sinead the only black person? And I was like, No, it's two other <laughs> It's literally three And I literally had to point them out because I think they're like lighter skin. They are. So I had to point I'm like this one I was like, No <laughs> And like, this one Like last year it was way more diverse and when I saw my fellow uh classmates I was like, Ah oh, Okay <laughs> No, but that was, I was really nervous, and I remember that day because I almost didn't answer the phone. They called my work number, and Mm I, we have caller ID, so, like, (laughs) if I don't recognize the number or the company, Mm -hmm. because I know who I work with on the regular, you're going to voicemail. (laughs) And I didn't recognize the number. I was like, "Mm." I was like, all right, let me answer it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hello? (laughs) Because lately, I've been getting, like, spam calls. Yeah. At work? Lord and like sales calls, it's like I'll be dodging people selling. <laughs> Eventbrite is harassing me currently at work. That's a side note, but anyway, um, she ended up saying, "I was like, oh my god, really, really, really," and she said so. She was like, "She was like, I'm glad you're happy. We answered the phone. It just didn't seem like I said I thought you were spam, sis." And she started laughing. I literally was like, I almost didn't answer the phone, so that's why I sounded a little like, "What you want?" When the conversation started. So I was really excited because then my boss heard me. She came and hugged me. He was like jumping around. And everyone was like, congratulations, Shanae. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. I actually accept the award next week in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I'm just really excited. It's, yeah. it's, I've worked very hard in my career. And obviously it's nice to be given a nod by your industry mm-hmm. and top 
industry leaders because mm-hmm. that's who select the class. Yeah. So that was probably the best news I heard this year. Yeah. Um. Let me think. Um. I think for me, the best news I probably received this year. It wasn't like it didn't come like in the form of like news I guess but um with my therapist we do like reviews of like where I was when I started and like where I am now and so like just I guess looking back at the progress and like actually realizing the growth that I made and the progress that I made and seeing that I don't want to say like right in front of me but verbalizing that I think for me was probably the best news I've received because I think you know, you live with yourself every day, so it's always small changes daily, so it's hard to see the progress that you've made when you're just looking at yourself independently, mm-hmm. but vocalizing, like, you was here, girl, and you here now. <laughs> like, um, or even, like, because when we started, I set goals, and y'all know I'm weird, so, like, if I'm at a three, I'll set the goal to be at a seven, because it's like, I'm not going to say I'm going to be perfect, but I'm going to be up there. Um, and so, like going over those and she'd be like so we're here now I'm like oh dang I reached my goal like and so like just going and seeing how many of them I reached and she's like okay so we need to set some new goals now because you've reached or exceeded a good amount of the ones that you set but knowing me is because I set a lot of them you know realistically I didn't (laughs) I didn't make them like too far out of the norm so should you though I think it's good that I made them realistic you don't feel like, but I'm saying, like, you made it realistic, but do you think that maybe with some of your goals you should push a little bit? Not that they're unrealistic, but, mm-hmm. like, a little bit more of a challenge for you, or no? I think, no, I think I made them realistically challenging. If I was at a one or a two when I started, I made the goal seven, and I've been in therapy for two years. I feel like that's a good amount to reach, and I'm proud of myself for doing so. So, no, I don't think I should have made the goals any more No, I'm not talking about this year. I'm saying as you move forward and you see, I'm not saying you had to change anything this year. I'm saying as you set goals moving forward. I think I'm going to stick to the same. Because <laughs> okay. it, it worked. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it worked. I achieved them. And I exceeded some. So, I think I'm, I would stick to, you know, the method I took. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Um, let's see, what else? If someone wrote a book about your life this year, what genre do you think it would have fallen in? Nonfiction? I mean, I don't know, like... <laughs> well, yes, nonfiction. Nonfiction. But... <laughs> what, do you think it would have been, like, a comedy, a drama, a love story, a Is... mystery, um... No. <laughs> I'm sorry, it wouldn't be any of those. I did not have, like, a super... wasn't, like, the super drama year. So, maybe, like, you know, the sitcom. I don't know what category that falls in. I don't feel like... books. I have, like, what's a sitcom book? I I, I know there's a word for it. I just don't know the name of it. I'm going to stick with contemporary (laughs) novels. Is that better for you? That's the genre. Contemporary novel. That's fine. Okay. I think mine is, like, a dramedy. Okay. They're, like, points of drama and, you know, craziness. Okay. And then there are points of, like, complete comedy that's, like, I can't make this ish up. So I think it's... Dramedy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making that face? 
Did you really have a dramedy year? I believe so. All right. I question. I'm just like, where was I at? <laughs> you just said one of the times that you laughed the most this year was with me. What do you mean, where was you at? But that was just the <laughs> the muddy part, not the drama. <laughs> I mean, like, the drama part. I was like, what was, what was going on, <laughs> It's like that type of, what happened to you? Because it's like, you know, dramedy has a little bit of everything. It's a little drama, a little love, a little comedy. You know, and that's pretty much my year in review. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stay with contemporary <laughs> I don't feel like I had a huge like one theme theme for me this year. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't a love year for me. Um other than loving myself. Amen. It was just I just feel like for me this year was I don't know, I think I just learned a little bit more about myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a year where I gave myself more grace. And um, I feel like I just kind of lived this year a little bit a little bit more, um, just less concerned with what other people, other people could think or mm-hmm. feel. Um, I feel like I'm starting 2020 giving zero Fs. <sighs> I am on fire, baby. Oh, boy. Um, in a good way of just living for me. Um, so I feel like this year was just, I feel like me coming into my own, Uh me, you know, not being as humble, Uh really like letting the stars shine. Like, like even when I won the award, Uh after the first like two days, I move on to the next thing, Uh which is another thing. Like take time, revel in it. Yeah. And so when people would talk about how big of a deal this was, it would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's like, once again, like, let people, if they want to do a little fanfare over you, let them. You, you did work hard. They, they think you're great or they're being appreciative or they're just excited for you. Mm-hmm. Let them and just enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lesson. I don't know. I just feel like this year was, was a, a, a good year. I, I feel overall, you say, was, did you have a good year or a bad year? I think it was a good year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just surviving and thriving. Mm-hmm. I hate being so general, but I really feel like it was a good year for me. Did you evolve any relationships with anyone this year? Like romantically? No. You can evolve relationships with certain family members, with certain friends, anything. Do you think any of your relationships like drastically evolved this year, or was it like in a better, in a good or bad way? Either. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean either, but hey, if we keeping it a stack, it could be either. I mean, there are a couple of relationships that will not be the same moving forward, right? Yeah. Um, I think certain points of time and life experiences change you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like really looking back, because I used to be like, why are they so different? I don't think it's them. I think it's me. Mm-hmm. I think I've changed. Mm-hmm. And that has changed how I view them in a friendship, mm-hmm. there's two people that come around when I think about it. People that are still will be in my life, but under different circumstances. Yeah. And one thing that was hard for me to um, accept in the beginning of this decade that I get now is that everyone, you know, won't have the same role in your life. Mm. And sometimes the role shifts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the role ends. Yeah. And... I would definitely say beginning of this decade, I'd just be like, no, that you know, we're friends. You're supposed to be that person for me. Now I'm more accepting of the fact that sometimes you just don't always mesh. Mm-hmm. 
So while there's always a sadness Mm -hmm. when you generally care about someone or there's like a genuine relationship there and it's just not panning out the way you thought or it has to shift to protect you, to keep you in a good space, I'm more inclined to to not fight that, to say, you know what, mm-hmm. this is where we are now. <clears throat> yeah. So I definitely feel like there's some relationships um, that I didn't expect to go that route. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. Um, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing where, you know, they're still in my life. It's just the closeness, um, it just isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just think that happens sometimes. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get close again, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But... Like I said, I'm in a space now where I'm I'm a lot more accepting of it. I don't fight it. It's like, you know what? This isn't working for me, mm-hmm. so we're going to do a shift. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like I only had to demote, like, one person this year. But other than that, I definitely nurtured some closer relationships with people <clears throat> and had, you know, a few relationships that evolved into more. So, yeah, I feel like as far as the people that I choose to keep around me, they definitely those relationships got stronger got better i want to choose some relationships that i want to you know invest more time in next year and try to evolve those but um for a good amount of my friends i definitely saw those relationships evolve this year and i'm happy that you know that happened um for you know all of them this year what would you change hmm uh you know uh eat less um, oh, <laughs> um, let's see what, I mean, as far as the things that I can control that I would have changed this year, cause there are some things I wish could change, but I can't control them. Um, I, it would be the weight, you know, and wishing that I did lose more weight and that progressed better this year. Um, other than that. For the things that I had control of, I feel like I took the bull by the horns. Like, I don't think there's much else that I, that I can control that I would change um, from this year. I think I made progress in any other area that I wanted to. All right. What about you? Uh, I'm probably going to date it more. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm so tired of y'all. <laughs> I really am. So I just don't be in the mood, but mm-hmm. like. Hey, how do you meet someone if you don't date? Right, they're not going to come knocking on your door, and if they do, it's a little creepy. If they do, it's probably not the, the occupation of someone I want to date. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I know. I know, right? I'm crazy. <laughs> oh uh, what activities did you do that this year that, like, you enjoyed so much that you lost track of time? Coloring. Mm, that's a good one. I am painting. Mm-hmm. I made myself a little art studio mm-hmm. in my basement. I call it my creative corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of my creative corner. Actually, you know something? I didn't paint not one time during my vacation. Hmm. I colored more. Okay. Um, But I like drawing, coloring, painting. Mm-hmm. I can do that forever, mm-hmm. all the time. So that's something I like to do. I still like to cook. Like, I got back into blogging for myself this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's doing really well. So I just feel like those are the two things. I like cooking and I like drawing, coloring. 
stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are my confirmed hobbies that I will continue in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I only lost track of time eating cookies. Oh lord! <laughs> and wow. drinking wine. <laughs> you are a little bit of a lushy Lou. <laughs> I feel like. I need a hobby. That's one thing that I want to establish in the new year is a hobby that is something else that I can lose track of time just enjoying it. I work a lot. I think you. I think for me, you're very scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you probably could use a little bit more balance. In some areas, I probably could be a little more scheduled, but like, mm-hmm. I realize I like a life of leisure. <laughs> I realized I probably could be a housewife. I think I really could. Because, y'all, like, I enjoy working, but, like, when I feel like it, and that's not how it works. So I I had less of a schedule this year. I'm going to be a little bit more strategic um, next year, but, like, not at Sydney's level. I don't want to be up there. I don't want to have something to do all the time. All day. I mean, I just, I realized, like, I need balance. I can't do that. Um, the only other thing that I probably got back into and definitely lost track of time doing it is Twitter. I got back on Twitter this year. Twitter is funny. It is. I got back on Twitter <laughs> through the podcast. Um, and now it's like a part of my regular day scrolling on Twitter and, you know, laughing, retweeting, liking stuff. Um, Learning. Yes. Twitter teaches me it things. It definitely does. Um, so, I mean, that's one other thing that I kind of got back into this year that I can definitely lose track of time on Twitter, just scrolling and going down rabbit holes, um, and everything else. Um, did you have, did you, like, have any new habits this year that um, you built? I journaled a lot more this year, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for. One, sometimes it's fun to look back. But I feel like I hold, I don't hold stuff in well. I just don't. Mm-hmm. If I can't say it, I got to get it out. Mm-hmm. It just, it just has never done well for me. And as I get older, it can slip out easier now. Because <laughs> I'm in such a place where like, I like to just say how I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a chance you're going to hear it. So if I can't figure out a way to articulate it in the best way, mm-hmm. then I need another outlet and journaling will help me do that journal help me get my thoughts together mm-hmm. or if I just want to get out how I'm feeling so I don't hold it because I hold on to things mm-hmm. and so I ended up making a reminder because at first it would be a hassle for me to journal you call it a diary whatever yeah. it would I would be like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and it's not a card I'm like all right well I'm tired tomorrow <laughs> and then tomorrow would come and I'm like okay the next day so then I started making reminders and the thing is is the thing that I like about this one update uh-huh. on the this is on the iPhone. This is a while ago. With your reminders, you can now split up your lists and categorize them differently. Oh, that's cool. And so, you know, I have a work reminder list. I have mm-hmm. a house house crap reminder, and I have a self care list. Mm-hmm. And I put in reminders of like, did you journal today? Mm-hmm. Did you read your affirmations? Mm-hmm. Did you do your devotional time today? Like these moments of making it more of my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I really did that this year and it was it was really good. I rarely skipped 
Mm-hmm. So now it's like more of a habit. Like now I don't really need the reminders, mm-hmm. but I still just keep them there, especially on like a busy day. I'm like, nope, we're gonna take the time, right, to make sure I'm still journaling. Mm-hmm. I still have my devotional time. Mm-hmm. I'm still reading my affirmations. So I feel like that was a healthy habit that will continue, and I like the way I can categorize the reminders. Mm-hmm. So like, um, that's a tip for anyone. Any mm-hmm. new habits? Pull a reminder in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a habit that I cultivated this year, um, well, I won't say that I cultivated, but that grew, might mean the same thing, whatever, um, is, like, more of saying how I feel. I'm very much a person, I'll be in my feelings, but I just shut down, and I'll just go with whatever makes everyone else happy. Um, but I learned this year that that can annoy some of my friends. What? But say it again. I said that it can annoy some of my friends. What annoys your friends? If I when I'm in my feelings and I'll not say, I just go with what everyone, whatever makes everyone else happy. I just kind of shut down. Oh yeah, that annoys me. I'm one of the friends. <laughs> I want to clear. I just want to make sure I understood it. I'm one of them. Um. So say how you feel, girl. <laughs> um. I have gotten in the habit of like, cause I oof, saying nothing was wrong, like just the word nothing bothers me when other people do it mm. but I still would do it uh-huh. <laughs> so I've gotten in the habit of like trying my best to not say nothing to actually say you know what's on my mind even if I'm like it's not a big deal but cause sometimes it might not be a big deal like it might not be anything that we need to harp on whatever um but just actually saying what's on my mind and saying what I'm feeling so that it can be worked through if necessary or if not just so that it can be heard. Because um, you can't feel heard if you ain't speaking. So. That's why. <laughs> so I think that's one thing I did a whole lot better this year. I would agree. I um, think you spoke up more. Yeah. I think you said how you would feel. Especially because I think it's one thing when you're happy or whatever. I felt like you didn't, you wouldn't say things when you were upset. Yeah, yeah. And so I've seen that more, um, whether it be with me, whether you telling me you spoke to someone about it, mm-hmm. or I've seen it in action mm-hmm. of you being like, no, I don't mm-hmm. like that, or don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you've definitely, so you, you've found your balls, and they have dropped. <laughs> what a moment for you. <laughs> There's a time, guys, when she didn't have any at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And if she had them, she couldn't find them. <laughs> And here we are in the decade. Not only have her balls been found, they have dropped and are swinging. <laughs> Don't mess with her. Because she'll tell you about yourself. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's one habit. I want to continue to keep that around. I won't even say for the next year, but for you. For guys, life. For <laughs> right. Um, because I do think it's helpful and, like, People can't learn what makes you tick or what makes you snap if you're not telling them, especially with your close friends. Like, they should know that stuff. So I agree. Definitely um, gotten a lot better with that. Off of us, what were your, like, media highlights for the year? Like, what stood out for you the most when it comes to, like... Anything related to Beyonce, and that's my answer. (laughs) Because you asked me what media highlights stand out. Girl, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I generally don't remember. Like, we talk about it, and it's like, uh, anything with Beyonce in it, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she stays on my mind. 
I think the Maybe Kanye Rihanna stuff. Too. The Kanye stuff. Stood they out know a lot. how that is stood out for me. Well, for me. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> for me, that stood out a lot. You know, of course, Trump impeachment stuff. <sighs> that mean, stood out. They don't even. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. If I had to pick a couple of media things, that's pretty much the top that probably stood out the most. That like. If I think about 2019, I will remember those. (laughs) I will remember those for the most part, as far as like media. All the other little things, I probably will forget that they happened this year. Beyonce. What does she do big this year? What does she not do big? Okay. She's stunning. She released music. She did? Yes. What she released this year? You you know what? <laughs> I told you I'm not in the hive. Let I don't me tell know. you something. Don't insult me because I am in the hive. What she released this year? Um, the Daggone Lion King soundtrack. First of all, Girl. that was a great album. <laughs> so get your fat. Don't 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 just dismiss it. First of all, it it was is they had that movie had two soundtracks. There's the real movie soundtrack, mm-hmm. and then what she did. Right. That was a great album. Don't disrespect her. <laughs> Hive attack. Attack her hard. Because she's being disrespectful. I'm not being, being disrespectful. But I'm just... Disrespectful. And then she had the homecoming album, which, look, those are old tracks, but the music <laughs> and sequence of it is different. Because mm-hmm. I can listen to Deja Vu, but sometimes I want to listen to... Homecoming deja vu. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was ref- refurbished music, <laughs> and then the Beyonce, the the uh, Lion King album, which was dope. That song, bigger, inspirational, huh? Get with it. I get her in hive. my head. Get I her high. Categorize those as like Beyonce albums. I don't. Know. She's on half the tracks. If you heard it, <laughs> <laughs> y'all about to, I'm about to smack her. Don't disrespect her. She gave stunning Instagram posts this year. I don't categorize those as Beyonce albums because I still want a new Beyonce album. I want... Don't we all? <laughs> but the point is, she gave us a nugget. Okay. She gave us a documentary. I saw the twins. Oh, my Jesus. I saw Blue sing Brown Skin Girl. It was a cultural moment. You see how she made me get loud, y'all? Get her, Hive. Get her. I summon you, bees. Oh, my Jesus. Sting her! Anyway, I'm sorry. Also, as this decade wraps, because it's not just a year, mm-hmm. we're moving to a new decade. Yeah. Ten years, guys, mm-hmm. that we were in the... Well, I don't want to say the 2000s. How about mm-hmm, 2010s? <laughs> That sounds forward. <laughs> Honestly, it to know that 20 years ago mm-hmm. was 2000 is mind-blowing. It is. 20 years ago to me is always like 1985. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. every time I think about it, to know that... I base everything off of 2000. So me like too. When I'm trying to calculate things in my head, I go off of 2000 and then I add the 19. To know that like there are... People about to turn twenty that was born in two thousand. Like, what? Yikes! To know that, like, people, like, for example, to know that there are children 
who the only rapper they knew up until a couple years ago was Nicki Minaj. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Mm-hmm. Like, to I can't th- say anyone that was the only rapper that they knew. The just I'm talking about women, women rapper. Oh, I didn't hear you say female. I'm sorry, women, female rapper. <laughs> I'm like, female rapper. How is that possible? All they knew was okay. like starships. That can be real. Yeah, I can understand that. Where it's like, <sighs> or like they didn't have like I really feel like some of the younger kids got gypped. They didn't really have boy bands like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have the pop stars that we had. Y'all got gypped, young bucks. But sometimes when I think about that, I'm like, oh my God, that was like 10 years ago. I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that was like 25 years ago. I had to check for some stuff when people were like doing these recaps. I had to think, I'm like, wait, was that in this decade or the last? Because I was getting confused. <laughs> like I was watching a video about the sayings of this decade. Mm-hmm. Remember on fleek? Yes. What in the world? <laughs> like I was like, wow, I forgot about that one. <laughs> like, remember... Cat daddy, cat daddying. The dance, yeah. What the heck was that? <laughs> Why were people doing that? Like, I, I was like, let's look back and be like, wow, we was fools. Oh my God. I think one of the lyrics was like, wheelchair stunting. Why do we accept <laughs> that? Why do we accept that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was literally like, Remember how popular the Dougie was? It was it was very popular. Like that was all this decade, y'all. Yeah, very popular. Twenty ten, we graduated high school. Is your life where you thought it would be in ten years? Nah, I was supposed to be married with kids by now. You know, we were young and unrealistic, <laughs> unrealistic expectations, mm-hmm. not knowing a damn <laughs> about what adult life is, yeah. especially for this generation because. You know, y'all are screwed about account economy and stuff like that. But um, I feel like for me, I definitely, I did think I had more money. But I also realized you can have a lot of money, you still have no money. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I, you know, I make, you know, I, I'm comfortable. And stuff is expensive. So I think as a young buck, I didn't realize how expensive stuff was. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I didn't think I would be, um, I didn't think I'd be married yet. I think I feel like I would be with someone. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would have kids until I was like, I don't know, 29, 30. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. <laughs> There's still time. Come on, Lord. <laughs> so I feel like my expectations for myself are kind of there, kind of not. Mm-hmm. There are moments where I'm like, I think for me, I just thought it would have been easier, right? Like, I think any younger, you you just wouldn't think it wouldn't have been so, so hard sometimes yeah. to deal with things. Yeah. But I, I have to say that, like, you know what, guys? I have a great life. Mm-hmm. And I'm very blessed. I've experienced some wonderful things, gone to some fabulous places, have relationships with great people. I have a career in my chosen field. Like, that's, like, an underrated blessing. I was about to say, because so many people be struggling. So many people are... Shoot, I struggle for a second, and that's even not as long as most people be struggling. Right, just to get into your freaking field sometimes is hard. So for me, I'm really ending this year and decade with just so much gratitude and gratefulness and everything. Never saw myself even having a podcast Mm. that was not in my frame of mind. because this is before we even had the radio show. This was like not a thought for me. Glad I have it. Glad you guys like us. And so I'm really ending this year feeling extremely blessed. 
extremely thankful. The good parts of this year, the bad parts of this year, I'm grateful for it all because I feel like as I'm going into 2020, I've never felt more secure. I've never felt more powerful. Mm -hmm. And so for those who maybe had a rough year, I pray that 2020 is better for you. For those who feel like they had a good year, I hope 2020 is a good year for you. Mm -hmm. For people in the middle, hey, just hope it gets better from here. And I hope that everyone is just taking care of themselves. Life is hard. And I think that's, you know, I know self-care is like the buzzword of <sighs> of the past couple of years. But, mm-hmm. like, really dig deeper than baths and wine <sighs> and really just take care of yourself and your mental. Yeah. What do you look forward next year to next year? Um, Continued growth in my career. Hopefully um, continued growth in my relationships and friendships. Um. I think those are, like, that's the things I'm looking to the most. Paying off these loans. Amen. Amen. Um, And, you know, cultivating more peace for myself and finding a safe space. Um, I think those are, like, the top-tier goals for the next year. Um, So, like, they may sound small, but for me, that's the focus. How about you? I I think I, I I talked about it in our last sipping chat. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, I talked about how I just I want to have more fun. Mm-hmm. I want to experience things. I have a list of activities and moments I want to have in 2020, and I'm determined to do it. Cause like I did this. The thing that I realized for 2019 is one I never really hardcore articulated goals which mm-hmm. is like it's very weird that I didn't when I think about it like I really didn't set many goals mm-hmm. I want to be more strategic but a part of that is I want to just like do what I say I'm going to do mm-hmm. I think sometimes I'm like oh I want to do this oh I want to do that and I don't mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a specific reason it just don't happen or maybe I want someone to go with me and I just want to just enjoy every second like when you think about it you know, most of us hope to live a long life. Mm-hmm. But at the end of your days, I know it will feel like it went by so fast. Mm-hmm. And so what I really want to do in 2020, and I'll start it now, is like really taking in stock every single day. Mm-hmm. Not being on autopilot. Yeah. So for me, 2020, I just want to, I have a vibe of, I just want to have fun. I want to, I have some professional goals. I have some financial goals. But I really... I just want to start off this new decade with laughter and joy, mm-hmm. spending time with my family and my friends, traveling, and just, you know, I just want to be happy. Yeah. And I feel happy right now, so I just want to continue that mm-hmm. and stay prayed up and, you know, maybe get a man. Mm-hmm. I would love to save money. Going to my earlier point of this episode, <sighs> I would love to save money. And have something to hop on every now and then. You feel me? I want to just be Sinead's wingman to find her man. You know, I want to be like, I was there when, you know. I'm totally, I'm (laughs) really bad at that. I'm going to try in 2020. (laughs) I don't do that, Mm -hmm. but let's try it out. Mm -hmm. I'm not even, I don't even think I'm a wingwoman. I just don't be doing nothing. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't go out enough and I don't. 
I'm not no one's wing woman either. But does anyone want you to be that wing woman? What is that supposed to mean? I'm saying. I don't, I don't like how you said that. Oh, Jesus. I'm saying. Do you I don't, hang out with anyone that's like, oh, I need to go out. And I, I need. I want to meet a man or something like that. Um, some of my like older friends. Okay. So then it's like, yeah. I don't think I'm a good wing woman. <laughs> that's why I'm saying. Either. So it's like, it's, I can't say that you're a bad wing woman. Where it's like, I don't think you've been in the put in the position. To I have be been one. put in a position. Mm-hmm. Um, I did actually. It's funny. I did it recently with my aunt, mm-hmm. and I was a great wing woman. <laughs> See, so why are you saying that you don't think you're a good one? Because I don't, I don't know, but I didn't like you doubling down, being like, "Well, so now I'm taking it back." Oh I would be a great wing, a great wing woman. Anyway, the whole point of this: look, I'm gonna go out more. I'm gonna just live life, and I want to be more of a social twenty-something. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just wanna. I think I could be more social. Yeah. What do you think, last thing, so we can wrap this up, mm-hmm. what do you think each of us should work on in the new year? So you want me to name something that I think you should work on? From your perspective. Hmm. You know me. Um, From your perspective. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely think, and it kind of falls in line with what you just said, like, just going out and being more willing to talk to strangers. Because you're not, you're usually not willing. That is accurate. <laughs> and so it's like. That is very accurate. You, the first person you meet when you go out isn't going to be someone that you necessarily want to talk to. Like, that's just, that's just how it goes. I just be chilling, But just y'all. being willing to have a, a nice conversation with a stranger and maybe sometimes it won't go nowhere and sometimes it might. So just being willing. To, y'all should see, see my face. face. I'm like, uh, being willing to like sit at a bar, eat a meal, have a glass of wine, and talk to a stranger. That I would love to see that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I just don't see you doing it, but I think it could be helpful. I can sit at a bar and eat my dinner and drink a glass of wine and talk to a stranger. I can eat my food. <laughs> I can eat my food and, and drink have a, a glass lovely of wine. like one hour conversation with a stranger. I can drink my wine and eat my food. <laughs> Um, what would you like to see me do differently or change in me? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, I honestly, I sometimes, and you've gotten a lot better at this, so I would push you to continue moving forward. It's mm-hmm. like. Kind of back to you early when you say you'd be okay. For me, it's more of like, it was fine. It was, and it's like, no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're not sure what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And instead of you articulating, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. you just blanket to like, it's fine. I don't feel the type, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes I know you're fine. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, I know you're lying. <laughs> and so sometimes I just like, I want you to just be like truthful. And if you don't know, you can say, I don't know how I'm feeling right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, and like I said, you've gotten better. Mm-hmm. You do it less, but I want you to continue to push yourself to, like, find your truth. What's your truth for you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe it's not always articulated, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be shared with me mm-hmm. or with anyone you're speaking to. But, like, I just want you to continue to, like, 
find your your inner voice. I like, first of all, and I call it sassy Sydney. You know, she's not sassy. She's more just like assertive in, in what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. I love assertive Sydney. First of all, assertive Sydney is way funnier. <laughs> okay? She's super funny. Assertive Sydney puts people in their place, including me. I'd be like, oh, mm. <laughs> let me be clear, guys. When assertive Sydney is pulled on me, I want y'all respond. My response is to be like, "All right." I don't. I don't feel like I typically question it, but too much. I'd be like, "Oh, well, my bad." It won't happen again. Oh my god! So hey, I can get assertive Sydney too. I'm not above it all, even though I'm blossom. I can still get assertive Sydney, and that's cool too. But I want her to continue to speak in her truth um, and to really, like, come from a place that's, like, just authentic for her. Mm-hmm. Whether people accept it or not, who cares? Mm-hmm. But if you feeling good about where you at or you feel you're standing in your feelings and say, I don't like this or I'm cool with this or whatever, I would like to just continue to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I think you're the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just that, like... <laughs> Real friends, it's just it's so hard to find. So, <laughs> did we we met we met in oh four oh five? I think it was oh four. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand four. Jesus. Sixteen, almost sixteen years of friendship. Oh. Well, officially this year it was sixteen years. Holy moly, guys. Or no, it was 15 years. Yeah, we had 15 years. Of I'm excited for when Sydney and I have children. If. When Sydney and I have children and our little ones are forced to be friends. <laughs> I always say that. They would naturally be friends. And they'd be like, well, how long have you known each other? And we'll get to a place where we're like 30 years. <laughs> like, we would get to a place where it's like 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like pretty darn wicked yeah when i tell you guys we are truly oprah and gail <laughs> we are yeah and all i need is gail with somebody not at i think she moment. got divorced yeah she got divorced okay well we don't want that see i'm gonna be gail without kids and without a man no don't say gail that have kids though but... gail, oprah ain't got no damn kids <laughs> The 2.0 version. <laughs> okay. We're not exactly I'm there. fine without having a man and kids. I don't want to go down this <laughs> We had a great recap episode. And the reason I'm signed is because I just... Ooh, there okay, you go. Before we there end. Before we end. 15 years of friendship. When we first became friends, did you think it would like result in this long of a friendship? Um, No. <laughs> Because I think I used to annoy you. We were like 12. So like... I used to draw stars on everybody's papers. We were like 12. So I didn't think that long term about any of my friends. We were like 12. And like, there was a point where like, I was making a lot of new friends anyway. 
And so, I think that was still the years where it's like we was really close during the school year, but during the summer like, we went. We didn't, that, it was like that. Y'all remember how like this would be like your best friend? Because it was before social media. Before everyone really had phones. We yeah. had cell phones, but like we couldn't unlimit text. No. Heck we no. couldn't do that. <laughs> so it was like you could talk to someone maybe on AOL, um, maybe text after nine when it was free. And we weren't texting like that. No. And like literally, I'm still talking on the phone to people. Yes. Yep. So it wasn't like that. So mm-hmm. It would definitely was like, I see, over to see, hags, hags. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Hags. And yeah. literally, you would start up the friendship in August again. Mm-hmm. So, it's just funny that we used to do that. It used to literally be like, all right, see you in three months. And literally. But then I, in three months, we would pick back up like it was You nothing. literally didn't see your friends <laughs> when you were like 12 and 13 years old. Like, I think I would talk to you. A couple on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we ever, like, would talk we on the phone. We wouldn't friends. talk on the phone. Mm-mm. But the thing about Sydney and I is, like, you know how some best friends are, like, always, like, affectionate and, like, we're not Mm-mm. those either. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, like, affectionate friends. Mm-mm. We don't be, like, hugging each other. Mm-mm. We don't tell each other we love each other on the regular. Mm-mm. Though we know we do. Because yeah. we know we do. Yeah. Why? Why are we not... I don't, you know what? When I look at her, I'm like, I don't want to be more affectionate. So <laughs> I was about to say, girl, anytime I touch you, you be like, why are you touching me? I really do. Here's a side note, and I'm going to unpack this story. <laughs> One of my friends at work, she had a lot to drink and was feeling really happy and just really appreciative of us friends. And she kept hugging me, y'all. And after like the eighth hug, I literally wild her life. I was like, stop. <laughs> And the next day, we exchanged Christmas gifts. She was like, can I hug you? I mean, nice I'm like, oh, yes. I was like, it's just, I didn't want eight hugs. I just wanted one hug. Is that okay? And you know what the thing is? is like, I have a very affectionate family, so I don't know why, like, with my friends, I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. When I greet my family, we hug each other, we mm-hmm. kiss each other, we tell each other we love each other, coming in, coming out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know why with, <laughs> with other people, I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm going to figure that out. But I love you, Sydney. I love you, too. Here, look, I... I gave her a long arm pad. Oh my! I feel that love. Mm-mm. Like I just squeezed her arm. That was a love squeeze. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, we've had a good fifteen years. Cheers to fifteen more. Cheers to a lifetime whore. You just <laughs> ruined it. Fifty more. Thirty thousand more. Okay, I'm sorry. We have a podcast in heaven. <laughs> Good girls hitting badly. You know that was so episode six thousand seven hundred forty-eight. We can't say that because being heavy. And then we say something and we hear like thunder rumble. Sorry, Lord. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I can't <laughs> But yeah, it's been a good year, a good decade, a good lifetime of friendship. That is um, so beautiful. <laughs> So, we can't wait to talk to you guys in the new year, and we can't wait to, you know, bring you guys so much more. We have plans for the next year, mm-hmm. um, so can't wait for you guys to even grow with us, because we are so thankful for you guys being with us through these um, last few years, and can't wait to, you know, keep continuing on in the next decade with y'all. We appreciate everyone's, like, support 
And our subscribers, followers, listeners, you watch our sip and chat, you talk to us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. We're so appreciative appreciative of you guys. Mm-hmm. We gotta find a name for our hive. I feel like I wanna find If y'all a got name. suggestions, that might you know, somebody might be more creative out there and, you know, have a good suggestion. I would love like what should we name Good Girls Behaving Bad? Behaving badly, fans, because they're our fans are women and men. Mm-hmm. So it's like we need a we can't like say we need a gender a, a gender neutral yeah um hive name. So yeah. y'all think about that. But we hope you guys have a happy new year. Yeah. And we're just letting you know right now, <laughs> we will be back with a fresh episode, uh, dropping January thirteenth. Yes, Monday. It's a lovely day. Okay. Yeah. So we just taking. A little break. <laughs> one little one little Sunday off. Yes, one Sunday. And then we'll be back at the top of the new year. Yeah. Ready to talk, laugh, and all that jazz. So, as always, for the last one this year and the last one this decade, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.